Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130. To Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991. To Boston, Bloomberg 1200. To San Francisco, Bloomberg 960. To the country, Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Good morning. It is 7.30 on Wall Street. I'm Michael McKee along with Tom Keene. The Brussels bombings, the news of the day. There are some corporate stories that will affect trading when U.S. markets open. The U.S. government saying it may not need Apple's help to unlock a terrorist iPhone. A court hearing set today over a judge's order to require Apple to help the FBI bypass the phone security has been canceled. Former Intel chairman Andy Grove has died at the age of 79, no cause given for his death. Deutsche Bank is declining after Moody's investor service signaled it may cut the German lender's credit rating amid concern it will struggle to restructure its businesses. But as we note, the uh, main focus today is on the Brussels bombings. Let's bring in Michael Barr now with uh, the latest details. Michael. Mike, thank you very much. Airport and subway blasts in Brussels have prompted a citywide lockdown. Belgian Minister Maggie de Bloc says at least 11 people were killed in what officials say are terror attacks. Bloomberg's Jones Hayden has more from Brussels. Well, at the at the airport, they're treating it as a su- as a suicide attack. I, I'm not sure if that has been confirmed, but that's what they uh, what the prosecutor um, has said. They're also looking to see, you know, it just seems to be a coordinated attack. And this is one of the things that this um, this uh, network of, that they've been investigating, and they they um, arrested um, a main guy on Friday in this network. One of their things is to have these spread out attacks. So it certainly seems like the same kind of attack that we had in Paris um, back in November. Cuba's national baseball team faces the Tampa Bay Rays in Havana this afternoon. The game comes as President Obama is in Cuba for a third day. The president will watch the game and will meet with dissidents. Political contests will be held in Arizona and Utah today for Democrats and Republicans. Idaho Democrats will also hold caucuses today. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus from around the world. I'm Michael Barr. Mike. Thank you, Michael. Time now for the Ray Katina Auto Group Bloomberg NBC Sports Update with John Stashauer. Mike, the Rangers went almost three months without a two-game losing streak, and they had two of them in a week. Much-needed win at the Garden over division-leading Florida, 4-2. to two. Victor Stahlberg scored first period, Matt Zuccarello in the second, Rick Nash in the third, and then Tanner Glass and empty net in the waning second. So, in the Metro Division, Rangers sit second, two points ahead of Red Hot Pittsburgh. The Islanders now fourth. They're only three up on Philadelphia. The Flyers scored twice in the second and third periods. They beat the Slumping Isles, 4-1 to one in Brooklyn. A record-breaking season for Monmouth, 28 wins. They gained national attention with the antics of their bench players. Many felt they deserved to go to the NCAA tournament. Their season ended losing to George Washington, 87-71, second round of the NIT. At the NFL owners' meetings in Florida, Woody Johnson tried to deliver a message to free agent quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick with the words, come back to the Jets. Their offer said to be around $7 million a year with Fitzpatrick coming off his best season, looking for considerably more. With the Bloomberg NBC Sports Update, I'm John Stanchelli. Thank you, John. We are two hours away from the U.S. Open. The biggest decliners so far in pre-market trading, travel-related, American Airlines is down by 3.4%. Delta Airlines off by 2.7%. Carnival down almost 3% on the day. Starwood Hotels hasn't opened for trading yet, but they say their hotels in the Brussels area are on lockdown. 
We can imagine that will have an impact on their trade today. In Europe, Air France off by 4.6%, Lufthansa down by 1.7%. The Belgian uh, stock market is still open. The Belgian 20 off by two-tenths of a percent. You're listening, of course, to Bloomberg Radio Worldwide. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. I'm Michael McKee, along with Tom Keene. U.S. futures reacting to the terror attacks in Belgium. Uh, right now, S&P futures are off by 7 points, 3 tenths of a percent. Dow futures down 39. That's a 2 tenths decline. It's a 4 tenths drop for NASDAQ 100 e-mini futures. They're off 17 points. The stock 600 pan-European index down 2 points right now, 6 tenths of a percent. The Bloomberg NJIT STEM report brought to you by the New Jersey Institute of Technology, partnering with government and industry to apply the university's world-class research assets to innovate and spur economic growth. Learn more at njit.edu. Here's Bob Moon. Michael, good morning, and here's what's making news in science, technology, engineering, and math. A hard lesson on the limits of technology out this morning from the terror attacks in Brussels. People in the Belgian capital are being urged to resort to texting and Internet messaging rather than calls because mobile networks are overloaded. Phone carrier Proximus says the company's network is operational while encouraging the use of text messages for communicating if calls don't get through. Other wireless carriers, including Mobistar, also asking customers to use Wi-Fi networks or text messaging. That brings us to Facebook, which after some delay this morning has activated its safety check service. The tool works by sending a notification to all users in the area affected by a crisis, which Facebook determines either based on the city listed in a person's profile, the location of their Internet connection, or from the location of their mobile phone if the user has allowed Facebook to access GPS. Asking if the user is safe, if the person says yes, a status update saying so is automatically generated for that user. A person's friends can also check them in as safe. And that's this morning's Bloomberg NJIT STEM report. Michael. Bob Moon, thank you very much. The latest figures on casualties that we have from Brussels, according to a minister in the Belgian government, 11 people killed at the Brussels airport, 15 people killed on the subway there, so 26 total. All this remains unofficial, but those are the latest numbers from the government there. France's president, uh, Francois Hollande, is speaking from his office live on television now, saying that terrorists struck Brussels, but it was Europe that was targeted and that all of Europe must take part in the terrorism fight. All of Europe certainly being affected in terms of markets. Simon Ballard is a credit strategist with Bloomberg News in London. And, Simon, it was an initial sharp reaction to what happened in credit markets. Yeah, good morning, Michael. Um, yeah, obviously we had a, a sharp, a sharp reaction, risk aversion first thing. We had equities, uh, equities into the, into the red, um, and corporate bond spreads, uh, you know, markedly wider, particularly through the synthetic indexes, which are more liquid, of course, than the, than the cash bonds. Uh, we hit, uh, we hit intraday wide. We've come back a little bit from those, but we're still feeling very, uh, fragile. Cash bonds holding a little bit more. And in fact, the, uh, the investment grade space is, uh, is net tighter here in Europe this morning. Uh, still getting some support from the prospect of that ECB corporate bond purchase program. Program, uh, kicking in by the end of the second quarter, um, but high yield spreads marginally wider. Um, and on the uh, on this iTrax indices, then uh, yes, we're still six, eight, six or seven basis points wider on uh, on crossover, with a primary market fairly well stymied today, um, other than from a couple of very sort of low risk issuers that are, are uh, still attempting to tap the market. Yeah, this would be a day when uh, people are uh, risk averse, and I would imagine that trading um, wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be huge. 
No, I think you know, volumes will uh, will certainly be muted. Uh, the easiest way to trade uncertainty and, uh, and nervousness is to is to sit on your hands and keep uh, keep your powder dry. Um, and of course, we're going into the holiday weekend here and uh, and over there in the United States. So uh, we were already expecting liquidity to uh, to be on the decline as the uh, as the week progressed. And I think this will just expedite that uh, that move towards sort of a less liquid and uh, less uh, less voluminous level of trading, should I say? We're seeing the biggest impact in equity markets in the travel and leisure shares. Uh, are we seeing the same in the credit markets? Yeah, I mean, generally, credit, uh, as I say, encapsulates all of that. Uh, the uh, the travel uh, sector is being hit most. Um, we don't sort of go down to there isn't that, that much liquidity within the travel sector per se within credit and corporate bond space itself. Uh, but if you'd assume that uh, that's probably towards the lower end of the credit spectrum, if you look at uh, uh, high yield uh, ITRAX indices at seven basis points wider versus one and a half basis points wider in investment grade, um, it shows that the uh, the back end of the quality curve is underperforming this morning uh, very nicely. Notably. Now, do we uh, have any indication of, um, or, or any good guess of, uh, how this uh, plays out in credit markets in coming days? And the reason I ask is, of course, as we've been talking this morning, there's a political component to all this. The idea of um, Schengen, uh, the, the free movement of uh, people across European borders being yeah. shut down, and of course the Brexit whole question. Well, there are so many moving parts to sort of portfolio management and uh, an investment strategy as it as it stands at the moment. This is just sort of one new part of this. Um, I think if we uh, if we got any sort of further spread widening, any risk sell off um, on uh, as horrible it was, uh, you know, God forbid it happens, you know, any further explosions or, or negative news headlines, um, then over the medium term that may still be seen uh, as a selective buying opportunity by some, given that the ECB, as I said earlier, um, is going to be a marginal bar of corporate bonds. Perhaps Perhaps by the end of the second quarter, which will give a new leg to a potential spread tightening and a technical bid to uh, to the market. Um, but yeah, you know, we're getting very much into sort of that protectionist, idiosyncratic type approach now as we as we move through. You know, the geopolitical risk and events within Europe as we get into the UK-EU referendum debate and uh, you know volatility and, and nervousness within Europe, uh, sorry, sterling credit, um, and of course there we've got the you know the, the headlines coming from the US elections as well and protectionist headlines that uh, you know Mr. Trump is managing to uh, to put out on the back of the uh, the, uh, the you know the Brussels events today, etc. So you know loads of moving parts and you know everything for uh, for an portfolio manager to keep his eye on. Uh, but bottom line is you know in defensive in a defensive stance such as this, it's very much uh, you know, key to focus on fundamentals and, and bottom-up analysis rather than just taking a, a broad brush view to uh, you know, spread widening as a buying yeah. opportunity. Simon Ballard with uh, Bloomberg News, uh, credit analyst in our London Bureau. Thank you very much for joining us this morning. German two-year note yield is down, but uh, only marginally, negative 48 basis points. Ten-year note yield in Belgium, 61 basis points. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg News uh, Surveillance brought to you by Volvo Cars White Plains. Visit volvocarswhiteplains.com.